Spirits and witches. witches. This is Monica and this is Shauna, and we're your high priestess for this evening. How you doing, Monica? I am doing okay. I'm doing fine. I was very tired after your baby shower this weekend, but I'm coming back to life again. It took me a few days to rally, so I'm sure it took you a few days to rally too. Oh yeah, dude. I woke up the next day and I was so sore. Like I felt like. You know how sore you get like after a fender bender, you know? Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's what I felt like. like. I woke up and felt like I got in a car accident. And it was just, it was all from standing. Because we did like a drive-by baby shower. So it was just like standing to greet people and stuff like that. But you know what? I am so grateful to you and Courtney. Thank you to both of you for putting it together. And Robert, um, you guys are awesome. And it was so cool. It was a Halloween theme one, which luckily was pretty easy as far as the decorations go, because, you know, when you get a bunch of witches putting a Halloween theme party together, we kind of already have all the shit, don't we? Yeah, we do. (laughs) Yeah, it came out pretty good. I'm glad you liked it. That's for sure. And thank you to everyone that came out and and joined and stopped by and helped us celebrate our little Straglet, who is making his debut next month. Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait to meet that baby. Very excited to meet our little man. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. What are you drinking? I got my beer, girl. You got your beer? All right. I got my Coke Zero. Like, I was thinking about it today. I was at the grocery store, and I saw this, like, White Claw, this box of White Claws, and I was like, Coke Zero is the new White Claws for me. (laughs) Like, I'm on my Coke Zero kick the way I used to be with White Claws. Uh, just temporarily you'll be able to drink some wine soon you know i don't necessarily miss it as much as i thought i would oh good good and like so it hasn't yeah it hasn't really been a thing like don't get me wrong like i I, i'm excited for my first drink but it's in the sense of like i was telling ricky i'm like you know i think like for my first drink because it's obviously not going to be right after the baby's born it's going to be when he's a little bit older um and so i was telling ricky like maybe it can be on like new year's eve after we put the baby to sleep and we just chill for a second, it's just us and we can like pop open a bottle of Prosecco or Chianti and I can have a little glass. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I haven't missed it. Sobriety isn't as terrible as as I thought it was going to be. It hasn't been nearly as boring as I thought. Uh, no, because you have other things to occupy yourself, like the baby growing inside of you. So mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. Nesting, nesting syndrome is a thing, man. Yeah. Yes. So for today, we have a special episode. We were trying to think of something to do in the spirit of Samhain and Halloween and kind of do something a little a little spooky, but a little educational. And we decided to take a trip to the underworld, basically, yes. for today. And we're going to be talking about past lives. Yes, yes, and yes, yes not just past lives, but different theories of past lives. Cause I find this to be such a fascinating topic that I love to talk to people about because there are so many different theories out there. And I love hearing people's experiences and, and what they say their past lives are and stuff. It's just such a fascinating topic. 
it is, it is. And there are so many different theories and people's ideas and beliefs about it. It's hard to like narrow it down to one or two for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the more I talk to people about it or read about it, the more theories I find. And it's just, it's so cool. So I'm just going to open this right up. Monica, do you believe in past lives? I do. I do believe in past lives. I mean, I've seen evidence and read evidence about these child prodigies. You know, you see, you know, see uh, on YouTube and specials about them, read about them that they just have this innate wisdom on something like either playing an instrument or they have this knowledge and like, where did it come from? They, they, they weren't taught and they're young and they have, they have this gift. And so where does it come from? Mm-hmm. You know? So and I, I think one time you even mentioned that with animals and it got me thinking on that, right? That was you. I think we were talking because someone, uh, someone was talking to me about how they believe that animals have past lives and can kind of be reincarnated from human form, especially mm-hmm. when you see like, these animals that can do weird shit like paint or play piano and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I've also had an experience with a pet psychic that told me that bandit is a reincarnated my of the dog. And it made sense to me at that time. Really? And I'll get into that story later. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, I definitely think that animals can be reincarnated as well. Um, I just like, and, I, and I've seen it in different ways. So like there was this one dog that I used to pet sit for. And interestingly enough, her nickname, her not her nickname, her name was Zadie, which I believe is the, the like the Yiddish word for grandfather, like grandpa. Oh, and she was a girl. So that was kind of interesting. Um, but we actually called my great grandfather Zadie. That was like his nickname. Huh. And um, but not just that. So that was something that kind of got caught my attention because I was like, oh, that's that's weird. Like, OK. But then um, I had this other dog, um, this Labrador, when I was like in preschool. Her name was Tiki. And whenever she was in trouble, whenever she did something bad, she would tell on herself because she would like smile, which is terrifying because <laughs> it looks like she's snarling at you. Right. Uh-huh. But she's kind of just smiling. She's like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. You know, and she would do that. And you would know, like, oh, like, Tiki did something bad. Like, go find the trash can that she knocked over or something. But um, Zadie would do that. Yeah. And it's just like, I, and it's just like weird little characteristics that she very much so acted like Tiki in a lot of ways. But I do remember talking to somebody that told me that they think that some animals are people reincarnated. Like, the animals that have, like, these strange, like, human talents where they can yeah. do weird things like paint and stuff. So I, it, that kind of got me thinking. I'm like, maybe that could that could absolutely be be something. What are your views on uh, past lives? I do believe in past lives. I believe in them because I just, I've seen and heard so many strange stories like what you were saying with like these child prodigies. And, you know, there's that show that was, I don't think it's on anymore. It's called The Ghost Inside My Child. And that was an interesting show. It it basically is about these little kids that that are like super little that have like these strange memories from past lives. And of course, you know, this could all just be made up and be presented as nonfiction and it's all just bullshit. So we have to remember that that's absolutely a possibility because it is TV that we're talking about. Right, right. You know, but you do hear stories about this, um, you know, where, where pe- little kids will say stuff. So this one episode stood out to me because I've heard other stories similar to this from actual people. Um, so this little boy said that he was like a pilot from, I think, World War II or yeah, something like I, that. Yeah, I think I know this one. Yeah. huh? And he was able to even tell his parents, like, 
the model plane that he flew and they were able to google it and he like knew who he was and gave them like his old name so they were actually able to like track down this guy's sister who was still alive and the little boy was able to go like meet this lady and she was like yeah i do think that's my brother that's crazy right it's so crazy and i had a friend whose daughter would when she was little would always be like hey mommy do you remember before when i was the mommy and you were the baby and would like tell her stories of before of when she was the parent and my friend was the child and the things that would happen wow and and like she would just they're just like big memories it was never anything like super like fantastic or outrageous it was like oh yeah and we would do this and that and like walk in the park and stuff and it's kind of like boring basic stuff of you know you do with a kid and i'm like yeah like i i think she's remembering things yep yep yeah, and it always blows my mind. You know, you can't help but be fascinated by those stories. You know what I'm saying? It's just remarkable. That's all I got to say. I think it opens I, up like a whole world of possibilities when you really start thinking about it because it goes beyond just past lives. I mean, this gets into like all sorts of different things about like, you know, the concept of karma or soul contracts and all sorts of stuff. Right. Um, do, right. you, do you want to come back? Like if, if you had the opportunity like you you cross over and stuff and someone's like hey monica like you can go become like you know a fucking spirit guide or go do something else over here or do you want to go back to earth like would you come back if you had the choice do you think you'd come back i would yeah i think i would yeah Mm -hmm. i think i would yeah because i like this life i like the way it feels that's the one thing that confuses me to the max is like this theory on reincarnation um and, you know, I've done past life regressions and I also do them like for people myself, but um, how come, uh, this is my one question that no one has ever really been able to answer beside the fact that they give me, well, maybe you're not supposed to remember your past life, but how come I don't remember any other, like, I, I know I'm here now, I feel me, I see me, I'm speaking, I know that this is happening, but how come I don't remember any of my past lives? No one could give me a good answer beside, well, maybe you're not supposed to remember. But how come I remember this one? How come I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's just, well, that's the thing that boggles me the most. Maybe, I, and yeah, yeah, I get you. But I think part of it is if you remembered your past life, if you remembered them, then a lot of like the human experience of growing, like, essentially, like for example, like the adolescent experience of being a teenager, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be valid anymore it wouldn't be valid like you wouldn't have those trials of being 16 or 19 if you still remember what it was like being a 60 year old before you would already have that knowledge so you would surpass so much of the life lessons that you have to learn like just like in the mundane world okay well here's my other question then how come i remember this now why is it this one the chosen one that i remembered well because this is the one that you're living right now so it doesn't necessarily (laughs) mean that you're going to remember it just like you are you're conscious in it um but i do think sometimes we get we do have past life memories and so sometimes people have past life experiences and it can happen a lot of different ways where you like legit remember things as if they happen and you're like no that totally happened and everyone's like i don't know what you're talking about yeah Um, you know or like little kids do that a lot uh or you'll have dreams like for example i've had a dream and like my cousin when he was like he's had a couple dreams and i'll get into that in a second um but also things where like you could just again kind of like what you're saying like these innate skills 
like I used to work um, with this astrologer that when she took her first astrology class, like the teacher had passed out like an example of birth charts right. and she automatically knew how to read it ah. automatically. And she had never seen a birth chart in her life, but she knew how to read it. But not only that, like she practices this very specific kind of astrology that apparently hasn't really been around since like the Renaissance times. Wow. Um, and but that's what she does and she's like I don't know like I just I just knew it like it must be from a past life like I just sat down and just I I knew exactly what all of it was so it's like I feel like that's a memory from a past life that she accessed but I see what you're saying like why don't you clearly remember all of it right I mean because I've had the dream thing happen too you know so and yeah and I experienced and when I first studied past lives many, many years ago, uh, this one person uh, claimed to be King Henry. And she actually went to um, the castle in, in England and she was able, to, she, she knew, she walked around like she knew where she was going. She knew where she was. And not only that, she looked like him. That's trippy. I know, I know. A lot of people have these memories. I think like the most common one that you hear is everyone thinks that they're Cleopatra, right? Yes, that's huge. That's huge. Uh You hear that one a lot. and It's even made fun of and like poked at in different TV shows and things. And I think um, that's where things get tricky, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I think part of the issue is when we start getting into the naysayers of past lives to kind of go there. Because we've established that Monica and I believe in them. Uh, you know, but let's get into the different things about like, is it a past life? Is it not? And why, why wouldn't it be? Because there's so many different examples here, but when you meet people and all of a sudden everyone needs to be Cleopatra because she apparently, you know, tore her soul into like 8 million different fucking treads, thought everyone could be her. That could really come from a place of ego. You know what I mean? Unless your ego is saying like, I was glamorous as fuck and prolific, you know? And so that, and that gets tricky is when to kind of like when you do these past life regressions or you have these experiences that you think are a past life is it is it your ego kind of coming in to paint this picture and it could be because you, you know you you think you're cleopatra or john lennon or something um yeah, but maybe elvis, is, elvis, elvis? Is all right oh, yeah. that's another big one yeah okay i haven't i haven't met anyone that said that they're elvis but you know what like you say that it doesn't surprise me right right. not just like these kind of people but also like maybe like you just have this really fucking wild story that like you like stick to and you're like oh this is who i was and stuff and i feel like that comes from like a place of ego like i always joke with people and they're like when people ask me like who were you in a past life i always tell them i was jack the ripper (laughs) yeah like i mean and my, my thought on that, obviously, it's coming from ego, you know, uh-huh. but which is, again, what the fuck does that say about me that I want to be a fucking, you know, serial killer in a past life? But hey, at <laughs> least I would get that one out of my way. If you go with the theory of you have to have all these different lives where you experience all of the different things where in one you're rich and one you're a peasant, you're the murderer, you're the victim, you're this, you're that, all these different things so that you can understand the many facets of life because that is a theory with reincarnation that we come back in all of these different ways like you know in this lifetime monica's a fucking high priestess maybe in the next lifetime she's going to be like a priest you know like she has to like part of her your soul monica could be like that you have to understand the many facets of religion who knows 
right? Right, right. Um, so if I was Jack the Ripper in a past life, at least I could like cross that one off my list and not have to worry about being reincarnated into a shitty person like that again. There you go. You got that. That's right. You got that one done. Done yeah, and over with. Get it done. But I mean, I really doubt it. Like I just say that that comes from ego, but I don't mean it. But some people really do mean it. And they say these things. And it's like, that's where we kind of have to get into it and be like, well, is this an authentic experience that you're having? Or is this your ego speaking to you? Right. Um, the first time I took your past life class, because you actually have a really cool one called the well of the ancestors, correct? Yes, I do. Um, yes, I remember taking it and you're actually going to be teaching it pretty soon. This What's Sunday. The What's the date? Sunday, the 24th. Okay, so October. October 24th, 2021, if you guys are listening before that and you want to check this class out, you can sign up at thegreenmanstore.com. Um, yeah. And I'm totally giving Monica that plug because it was really interesting to take this class from her and she would kind of do this path working and stuff like that. And then everyone would talk about their experiences of what they saw. And that was just part of the class because she does this really cool thing where like she'll like scry the shadows on your face and tell you what you looked like. And as a class, we got to watch other people do it. And you got to really watch people's faces more if it was pretty wild. I know. Um, Unfortunately, I can't do that part uh, via Zoom, but that's an in-person kind of thing. So yeah. Uh, but we'll be, I'll be definitely doing part A for sure. Absolutely. Which is super cool. Yes. And the interesting thing about it, though, with my experience with that was a lot of people um, came out of, of the path working and had these like really like kind of cool experiences. And some were just kind of like average, you know, where they just kind of like saw this glimpse of this day to day life. Um, right. some people were like, I was a princess and I was at a tea party. And then I met my prince, like all this, like, just like really like kind of stuff where I'm like, okay, Cleopatra, yeah, you know, right. which I'm just like, I mean, that's cool. Like if that was your past life, like good on you, but I don't know why, you know, being at a tea party was like the most profound thing that you're going to fucking like glimpse into about that life. Like if right, you're really right. royalty, like wouldn't you have something a little bit more profound to remember, but mine was actually fucking super sucky like it was super sucky i i could see it like from my own eyes so it's not like i was like watching another person's experience it was like i was experiencing it first person and uh-huh. i'm pretty sure i was supposed to be a little kid because everything was super super huge like you uh-huh. know when you're like super little because you're like two and a half feet tall and everything's huge right right yeah and I was lost. I was in this like outdoor like marketplace kind of thing. And it was like the desert and I was lost. And that, that was like the whole thing was I was lost. And I was trying to find like my parents or something. And it was very yeah. stressful. And I finally like came out of that. And I was like, man, fuck that. That was terrible. Like it like really <laughs> kind yeah. of like ungrounded me and it like, it shook me. And yeah. I remember telling you about it. And then like later after the class, after everyone had left, you're like, you're probably one of the only people that had like a very true, like authentic experience. Cause there, it was just kind of scary. And that is something that would leave a mark on you that you would remember. Right. Right. Yes. Well, when I had my experience with that side of the class, my teacher told me that I was, and you know, this is so bizarre that this is just like connecting the dots right now as I speak after all these years my teacher and the other students who are watching me change said I was a cave woman but and meanwhile I was having reoccurring dreams for years about a woolly mammoth chasing me and this this dream would be reoccurring and it was terrifying 
Um, and it was like, in every dream, it was different. One time I saw a herd of them coming across the New York skyline. And this went on and on and on for years. I even told my friend Ted Andrews about it during a class. And um, he sent me information about the elephant. But I mean, it was just terrifying. It did stop. I don't know why it stopped. It just stopped. And I'm glad it did. But recently on TV, like a year ago or something, I'm watching the news and they, they, they say they found a whole baby woolly mammoth somewhere in Siberia, Siberia like oh, in the ice. And then they, they like fully intact. And they were thinking about taking the DNA and making a woolly mammoth from an elephant. And I actually started to hyperventilate and scream, no, 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 Didn't don't do it, don't do it. Did you text me about that? I think I did because I was terrified. Yeah. Because I remember I got a text from you about that. And the thing is, is I remember hearing about that when I was a little kid and they were going to start trying to clone it with an elephant and like kind of oh, keep God. going till they could have an authentic one. And at the time, I don't know how old I was. I was young. Um, they said that it, it would be done if they did it and like kept up with it by like, I think 2050 or 2060. Oh man! Have no. a pure, and I just remember thinking of like you know Jurassic Park, and I was just like, we don't need one. We don't need to bring well, them back. Hell no! Hell no! Um, hell you know no. what's? First of all, that does make sense though, and so this is something where if you guys that are listening have any kind of like, you know, weird reoccurring dreams like that, any kind of weird fears, like being oh, afraid of a woolly yes. mammoth, that's a very weird fear. Um, yeah. And so yes. it's just like. That's something to think about that maybe, yeah, piece those dots together. But you know, it's really kind of funny that you say that, Monica, because I knew about the woolly mammoth thing with you. I didn't know about the cave woman thing. Oh, but you did I've okay. No, and it's just kind of funny because I have repeatedly called you a cave woman. You have? Yes, because if anyone has ever watched you try and operate a computer and get mad and start like punching it, they will <laughs> see exactly what I mean. And your cave woman comes out and that's what I've always said. So that's even kind of funnier. That's crazy. And, and, you know, there's certain things that make you wonder why they are. For instance, I have, I'm a water sign, but yet I have this major fear of water. Big you time. really do. Big time. I mean, when I was a kid, even when as an adult, if I go in the ocean and if that water hits my solar plexus, I am hyperventilating immediately. So that leads me to believe that I drown in a past life too, you know, because I, there's no reason why I should be fearful of the water. You know, they seriously. So, I mean, I do have these little occurrences that make me think that, okay, this could be, this could be from past life. Um, what about, what about connecting with people and you feel this, this strong connection with them mm -hmm. and that you can't like shake, you know? It has happened with me and it's, it's very few and far between where I have felt that and I feel like the most common place that people tend to suspect it seems to be within their love lives uh -huh. you know like people seem to uh -huh. see that yes, a lot yes. um, Absolutely. but where I feel like like a most recent example that I can give where I feel like I have met someone from a past life that is back in my life now let's remember the theory that it's kind of like like we've all known each other from past lives time and time again and the people close to you are always in in your life um which on one end, some of the people that I've known in my life really fucking suck. And so I hope that's not true. But right? <laughs> on another tip, though, like the people that are in my life now are really fucking awesome. And I think that's a really great comfort to think that they're going to be back in my life again. 
um, in a ne the next lifetime. But I think the most recent experience that I can give that has nothing to do with love lives is my friend Courtney, who listens to the, the show. We've actually had her on to talk about kitchen witchery and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I met her like a couple years ago. She actually took one of my classes and she said that like, you know, she had just, this was her first class at Green Man and she'd kind of come in and didn't really know much. Then, you know, saw me there with pink hair, cussing up a storm and talking shit. And she was like, all right, this, this is my people, you know? So she kind of like had that little connection a little bit, but right. we didn't really get to know each other super well until kind of recently, you know? Uh -huh. um, and we just instantly hit it off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like, it was just very, it was a very comfortable friendship right off the bat. I was just very comfortable talking to her and stuff like that and vice versa. And we're both very, um, I don't want to say shy. We're both very introverted. So it's very rare that we take to people that mm -hmm. quickly. And so I feel like, and she's even said it. So I do feel like we knew each other in a past life. And so I feel like our spirits are just very comfortable with each other, which was why we've just kind of settled into where we are so quickly. Yes. And they also say uh, that everybody that you know in this lifetime, you've been with in different lifetimes in a different form. Maybe they were your brother or your cousin or your father or your sister or something. But everybody that we know in this lifetime, we've been with before. Yeah. Which is, mm -hmm. it's an interesting thing to kind of think about. Yes. Um, and like I said a couple of minutes ago, like on one hand, that's really comforting because I would love to think that I'm going to be able to find all of you guys again in another lifetime. But uh -huh. there's some people that I think totally suck. And it's like, do I, do I have to deal with you in, an, in another lifetime? Too? <laughs> I mean, I might Maybe. just pull that Jack the Ripper shit back up, guys. Watch out. <laughs> oh, my God. Please help us. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, there's many theories because um, our, our manager from the Green Man uh, has a theory about uh, the DNA memory, the ancestral memory. Ancestral memory. That memory. That mm -hmm. runs into your runs in the bloodline of your veins, and you know you're we're just remembering in this lifetime the ancestral memory of our ancestors and what they did, and, and if they were artists or or performers or mathematicians or musicians, and that is carried in our DNA, and that's what we're getting. We're getting the ancestral memory of the bloodline of our DNA, which is an interesting theory, which makes sense too. I because, found that theory very captivating when I first talked to him about that. Yeah, because it's like, well, it makes sense, you know, that, you know, um, the same blood that's running through my veins ran through my ancestors' veins for generations and generations ago, right? And you get snippets of their personality or their eye color or something very bizarre, I mean, and in this lifetime, because it's still the same DNA that's running through our veins, right, from our ancestors, you know? Yeah, and you you definitely inherit things from your, your ancestors other than just genetics, you know? That right. definitely kind of comes up. Like, two things that I can think of, like with my dad, for instance, um, that I had no idea at first is, one, he hated the wind. Ah, yeah, and that's crazy. I didn't know that until somebody told me about it when I was complaining about the wind, and it's not that he was afraid of it, and I'm not afraid of it. I just don't fucking like it. Right, right. And he was the exact same way. And so someone had mentioned it to me and then I was hanging out with him and it was windy and he started like complaining about it and bitching about it the same way I do. And I'm just like, that's so strange. And another thing that's weird is um, 
And maybe this is a physical thing. I don't know. I remember when I was a teenager, I broke my foot, right? And the hospital gave me Vicodin. So the first one, obviously, I had no tolerance to it. So it just had me like super wasted and drunk. But then after right. that, it didn't do anything. It just made me super bitchy. Oh. Like I still felt all the pain and I was just, it made me very irritable. And then I was annoyed that I was annoyed and I was annoyed that I was in pain. And <laughs> my dad had the same reaction to the painkillers and so both of us have just kind of opted like whenever we would have anything where we would need it we would just ask for Motrin instead because there's no point in giving us the other stuff because it wouldn't work it would just make us act like assholes uh-huh. but uh-huh. again this was something that I didn't know that that was like a characteristic of his and it's a weird one right yeah it is yeah. Well, I have a story for you one of my uh friends from from Jersey a long time ago um you know she would hang out with us all the time and uh, I remember being at a barbecue with her and someone brought out tomatoes and she literally, I kid you not, crawled down from her chair where she was sitting and hid under the table. And I was like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, I, I, I don't, I just can't look at the tomatoes. I'm, I'm scared. So it's really, I was like, I thought she was crazy. I thought she was nuts. So I had a discussion with my uh, high priest, Vinny. And he said, that makes sense. And I've said, of course, Vinny, to you, it makes sense. To explain why it makes sense. He said, well, back in the day, they used to put poison in tomatoes to kill people. Mm-hmm. So this is probably something from her past life that she's experiencing in this pet, in this life. So she has this fear that, you know, someone's going to be poisoning her, poisoning her with the tomatoes. That theory about like the poison with the tomatoes goes back, but yeah, they would put poison in tomatoes. People also thought that tomatoes were poisonous uh-huh. and they are a part of the nightshade family but the fruit themselves the tomatoes themselves are not poisonous it's the rest of the plant that are but before yes. people knew that they would take them and that's where we get like throwing tomatoes at people uh-huh. and uh-huh. stuff like that like which is kind of like really fucked up if you think about it it's like you would throw tomatoes like you're assaulting someone with a deadly weapon like ooh. Yeah. but um <laughs> yeah kind yes. of going back real quick though to kind of touch a little bit more on ancestral memory because um so our manager griffin from the green man store had had this is his theory at least i believe it's his it's where i heard it and i think it's where you've heard of it too right yes 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 so beyond just like kind of like being something that's in our DNA that's like a memory that sparks that we have through different talents or fears and reactions to things but also um flashbacks of like past life flashbacks so sometimes we'll have memories of stuff right you get like a flashback in a dream or in a certain moment and you you remember that and so I remember talking to him about this because I thought his his concept was so interesting to me this theory right and to him when we're talking about ancestral memory when you have a memory of a past life come to you it's not actually a memory of your past life it's actually a form of spirit communication where one of your ancestors is conveying a memory of their life to you right and they're doing it as a way of sending you some kind of message so he says that when that happens like stop and think about what happened in that memory or pick apart the symbolism or the lesson to be learned in it because what's probably happening is the 
the ancestor that's trying to communicate with you is trying to tell you something that's relevant to your life right now that you need to know or teach uh-huh. you something about like your craft or something like that where there's more to it than just a memory there's a message there that's relevant to right now but it is nonetheless your memory it's still not yours uh-huh. right. and I thought that was this very fascinating thing to think about and it really made me kind of go okay so when is it one of my memories because I still do believe that you can access those but when is it mine versus when is it an ancestor trying to teach me something right right. I thought that was just like this really interesting thing and and so I brought this theory to my friend that's a hypnotherapist because she does um, past life regressions through hypnosis which is a really cool thing that can be done and it's it's really interesting and so I, I brought this to her and I was like, you know, like he, he's talking about ancestral memory and, and saying that this could be spirit communication and stuff. So basically, like if I applied that theory, if I went to her for hypnosis and I have a flashback of a past life, it's just in that moment I was in that trance-like state enough for my ancestors to come through in the hypnosis and speak to me. Oh, wow. Which is really interesting and its own to think that you could actually use hypnosis as a method of mediumship essentially and that yeah. with that theory like all of us can achieve that through through hypnosis which is kind of cool right. um and so my friend that i was talking to about this you know she she is spiritual as well but when we were talking she was coming strictly from a hypnotherapist point of view and right. she said that her theory kind of goes back to the idea of ego a little bit where because she's the one that was like how many shreds did did cleopatra rip her soul into like she's where i got that from and so she said sometimes it's your ego working shit out and kind of like having to live things out that way and so she believes that that's part of it with past life but she also thinks that sometimes the memories that we have through past life are um there are our unconscious mind trying to work out an issue that we have or work out something and try and like and it may not be something that we want to directly relate to so instead it creates a scenario in our head where all of a sudden you know it's the 1930s and we're in rome living our best life whatever and it's not that we ever actually did that in a past life it's that our our unconscious mind is trying to talk to us about something that's going on right now and we're not getting it so it's trying to relay it to us in a different way so that we would relate to it somehow Wow, that's crazy. That's heavy duty. (laughs) It's very heavy duty. So, you know, with with that aspect, she's like, so I'm not sure if I can tell you that I believe in past lives. She's like, I like this theory of of the ancestral memory. She's like, but coming as a hypnotherapist, I'm actually going to tell you that it's your unconscious mind trying to talk to you about things that you otherwise don't want to listen to. Well, I mean, going back to my, my experience and my dreams that I had, um, it took me a minute to piece it together, but I'm very fond of ferns. I love ferns and I grow them really well in my yard. I have lots of them. And I was at, uh, I don't know what zoo it was at, San Diego Zoo or was it Bronx Zoo? And there was this area where they had, I don't know, I don't know why they had it, but they mentioned that the ferns go back to the prehistoric time. Yes, so that they was another, do. That was another connection for me that I was so- like, oh, fuck. Do you mean me yeah. calling you a caveman wasn't me being mean? It was just me being psychic? Yeah, I think so, man. <laughs> I think so, because, yeah. I mean, they were telling me, and that's probably the way you I met you ever been to, like, the La Brea Tar Pits or anything like that? Or I have not. 
I have not been there. Um, I have not been there, but I mean, I even tried to work through my fear of this animal because I went to a witch weekend many, many years ago. It was used to be called Pantheacon. And there was this one lady that made these, these uh, carvings out of bone and, and antler and, you know, whatever she could get our hands on, I guess. And every year I would go and I'd get a new little acorn to add to my necklace. And she would take the, the necklace and take it apart and add the new one. And one year I went and there was this black little acorn. And I said, oh, what is that? And it was from the tusk of a woolly mammoth. So I decided to go for it and get it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to work through my, my fears now. You know, I'm going to wear this and embrace it. And, and the crazy thing about it is it's split after wearing it for a minute or two, like not a minute or two, like a while. It actually split in half. Like it was pieced together. Like you put two pieces together and you glue them. And it just perfectly split in half. And I was, I called her and I said, um, did, was this piece together? And she said, no, it was carved out of one piece. Oh, how interesting. I know. So I had to return it because it was a broken piece, but she didn't have another. So I, that was my experience with the woolly mammoth tusk. But since then. Was it around then that your nightmare stopped? Um, yeah, it was actually. So maybe that was my sim symbol, symbology, like it's broken, it's done. Mm-hmm. Just so, was, the same way that, like, if a protection, you know, charm breaks, it's because it took the hit for you. Maybe this right. is similar. Yeah. It broke because you didn't need it anymore. Right. But I still had hyperventilated two years ago, though, when I when that the thought of that them making of a woolly mammoth. <laughs> came I mean, it's just because that just sounds like I don't know, like let sleeping dogs lie. Maybe like mm -hmm. I don't feel like that's a good idea. We've all seen Jurassic Park. Let's not fuck with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, since then, I after that episode happened, I had got this magazine from, I don't know, it's one of those magazines that sell all the safari clothes and the warm clothes and, you know, the like, you know, for hunting and camping all and stuff. Outdoor stuff. Yeah. And in the back, they had uh, some jewelry and one of them was um, earrings that was made from woolly mammoth tucks. So I did buy them. I did buy them. And and if you look at them, you would think they were from the 99 cent store. That's how, un, you know, un, uh, yeah, seriously, they look like plastic crap, but, but that's what they are. And occasionally I'll pull them out and I wear them, try to embrace that that fear of mine. And uh, yeah. You know what? Maybe crazy. you should wear them now, especially since we're around Shadowfest and Samhain. Yeah. Tap into your own past lives or, you know, ancestral stuff right there. And like maybe dig a little deeper with that. You yeah, know? maybe. Yeah, I mean, now sounds crazy. like it would be the great, the, a great time to do it. Yes, yes. Now, what do you think about the karma theory about people coming back and paying their karma in this lifetime for being a bastard or a, or a cocksucker in the last one? You know, the reason why I don't like that um, is because going back to what you said, like we don't remember our past lives so it's just like i don't know how you're teaching me any lesson by punishing me in this lifetime for something i did in a past one that i don't remember yeah you know yeah. and so i feel like that doesn't make sense to me i believe in karma in the sense that we will incur the karma in the same lifetime so if i do something 
you know, super, like, let's say like I lied about something to like for self gain. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it didn't quote hurt anyone, but maybe it like hurt somebody's feelings or made them feel stupid. Right. Yeah. And then maybe a couple months later that happens to me. And like my, I find out that one of my friends was lying to me and made me feel really stupid and hurt. And it's like, okay, well maybe that's my karma because now I know what the fuck it felt like when I did it, you know, that kind of stuff, that karma makes sense to me when it's something that's like, not necessarily instantaneous, but relatable where you can kind of go, Oh, I see where I needed to learn this lesson. But right. I think the idea of having to go through something really fucked up in this lifetime because of something you did in another one that you don't have knowledge or memory of is absolutely pointless. Yeah. Yeah. And to go back to Griffin real quick, he actually brought this up in a conversation. Um, I think it might've even been in a class of his um, that I took or something, but he was actually talking about karma in that sense and how he believes that that theory of karma is actually a political construct essentially and i am completely paraphrasing this um it was also very many years ago that okay. i i heard this but it stuck with me because it made a lot of sense so what i took from this was basically like okay we have created this idea in, in countries that especially have a lot of poverty and class systems so that right. you can say, oh, well, you're a peasant and you're suffering in this lifetime because you were a piece of shit in the last lifetime. And that when we did that and we started instilling that as a spiritual belief, it created um, like a complacency with the people. So you don't really have to worry about all the peasants basically uprising because they think they deserve it. Oh, wow. And see, to yeah. me, that makes a whole lot more sense than someone just living this really messed up life and then, oh, it's because you were a jerk in a past life. Like that, like I'm teaching you a lesson. Like that doesn't make sense to me. But the idea to keep people in their place through instilling that as a spiritual or religious belief, that made more sense to me. And how many times have you heard people say that I must have been a bad, real bad person in my past life, right? Oh, right. I, I mean, I grew up with my grandmother saying that all the time because she's like the world's biggest victim. And so she would always be like, I must have been so terrible in a past life to be how I am now. And I just uh -huh. never got that, though. And I'm like, but even like when I would hear that as a little kid, I'm like, well, that's not fair. If you don't remember your past <laughs> life, like you don't even know what you did that was bad. So why are you being punished for? They should at least tell you what you're in trouble for. Right, right. Or why are you having such a shitty life? Right. Yeah, yeah. like you, you should, there should be some kind of disclaimer there. So I don't know if I believe in karma in that sense, but that is a theory that, you know, we are reincarnating. And I believe... Um, uh, is it it might be in buddhism and uh, i'm being very very ignorant here so if someone knows please correct me um gently um i believe it's in, in buddhism but there is a, a religion where they do believe in reincarnation where you will come back as different animals or different beings depending on what kind of karma you need to work off right right exactly and can yep. i just say if that's the case i feel like these spoiled like house cats and dogs and stuff I feel like that would be like good karma, like like being one of my dogs, like being like my pug Dahmer. Like he must have been a really awesome person in a past life if he gets to spend his days eating snacks and farting on the couch and just living his best life, right? There you go. Yes. Actually, if we're still going on that theory of past life and karma, maybe Dahmer was that. That's his name, by the way. My dog's name is Pugry Dahmer, because you know why wouldn't it be? Um, actually, his full name is Pugry Bacon Dahmer. Bacon is his middle name. For those of you interested but um maybe he was actually a really bad person in a past life maybe he was jeffrey dahmer in a past life and i say that because he's actually very ticklish 
Uh-huh. And so it's very hard to pet him because he's ticklish and he spazzes out and he hates it. So he really doesn't like being touched that much. So that's why we call him a no touch. Like you uh-huh. can pet his head, but like once you start petting his body, he starts squirming and making all these noises because it's it tickles and he doesn't like it. Oh, wow. um, but I mean, what kind of fucked up karma is that to be this adorable, squishy pug that can't right. be touched like you can't and it's not even like like sometimes like he wants pets but you just can't give them to him because they don't actually feel nice like I feel like that would be bad karma right yeah I think so too yeah so I think Dahmer was probably a jerk in a past life I don't know like if we're going off of that theory yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you a little story about my bandit man so there was a pet psychic around here in Burbank one time at a pet store and Dominique wanted to go see this pet psychic with, with Bandit. And he was baby at that point. But from the moment I met, she did the research to find Bandit. And um, we were just going to go meet him. And when we did meet him, he immediately took to me, loved me, would not get, you know, he just loved me. So, and it was obvious that he, he really liked me. So after we adopted him, we went to this pet psychic and my daughter asked, why is Bandit so attached to my mom? And she looked at me and she said, did you have a black and white dog in the past? I said, yes, I did. She goes, well, this is the message. This time, he's not going to let you go. And I just lost it and burst out crying because of my experience with my other black and white dog. And I'm embarrassed to even say this, but I, you have to understand where I was coming from. I was cleaning out my apartment my mom, dad's and my brother's apartment. I had lost all of my family within a year and a half. And now I was going through their stuff and cleaning out their apartment. And um, my other dog, which was Butchie, it was a girl called a Butchie though. She was black and white. And when I, after I, they got her for me when I graduated high school. And then I was shortly after that got married. So they, she kind of like, they kind of adopted her and they, it was like my mom and dad's dog. So here I am cleaning up this apartment. I lived in an apartment that did not allow pets. And I was fucking distraught because I'm going through three people's lives, my family that are no longer here. I'm still like reeling in their their deaths. And it was not a pleasant situation. And I did not know what to do, what I was going to do with the dog. I had nothing to do. No one would take her and I couldn't take her. So I asked my friend to take her to the vet and put her down. And after that lady told me that, I mean, I don't, I mean, I know crucify me. I know, I mean, but I was not in my right mind. I did not know what to do. Not only that, but let me just say, and this is from me who, you know, has a lot of experience in the animal field and is an animal act, the animal welfare activist and, you know, all of these things. Um, I'm also going to like, I don't mean to be ageist, but it is something that like back then that that's what people did. People had a very different view of animals when we just consider like you know the time that this took place and you can see that too with just the fact that you know someone found a vet that was willing to do that which would never happen now you know so you know there's I'm not saying what happened was right but you can tell but from listening to the story that Monica has a lot of remorse and that if she had to go back and do things differently she would oh I would just putting that disclaimer there but just know my state of mind. I mean, I wasn't of right mind. I didn't know what the fuck was going on in my life at that point. I just lost my entire family, mm-hmm. you know, and like one by one, not at all at the same time, but it was like a matter of a year and a half. Everybody was gone. 
and like just the trauma of going through every some everybody's life you know it was just mind-blowing so that's what this lady told me that bandit is a reincarnation of that dog and this time he wasn't going to let me go isn't that crazy i feel like bandit needs just his own episode because at this point everyone's heard him having his temper tantrums they've potentially even seen him um on here and then like also like there's been pet psychics that have talked about bandit being an alien one time yeah. bandit told you that he was a, he horse. Was a horse you know yes. what we're gonna just stop this is gonna be a patreon episode we're gonna do one just on bandit oh um, my god yeah <laughs> we'll do that yeah. um but I can absolutely see animals kind of coming back in different ways. Um, I wouldn't say that any of my animals have specifically been, have reincarnated and come back to find me, at least not yet. But, yeah. you know, like I mentioned Sadie and like how she would do the snarling thing, like Tiki, uh, right. Mesmer, you know, my little Cyclops baby, our little high priestess, totally reminds me of my old Labrador sunshine, like she wow. was she was already born while sunshine was still alive so it's not like sunshine died and then mesmer was born but right. um the attitude problem that comes off of mesmer and just like the like superiority complex that she has and stuff is very reminiscent to sunshine yes in that way like i named sunshine sunshine ironically because she was like a very depressed and aggressive dog for the most part except with me like she loved me and didn't give a shit about anyone else and mesmer is kind of the same way like right. she kind of likes other people but like i am the she apple of me. her eye yeah she likes you like sunshine didn't really like anyone she she liked ricky that was like her daddy but even then you know i was number one but um yeah. but it, it's the attitude and the way that like they carry themselves and, like if a dog could be arrogant mesmer has arrogance you know right. and um sunshine did too you know and it's just it's interesting because like i joke now and i'm just like i have a type like i got a type of dog that i like i got i have a type but they, right. they i feel i feel like that kind of happened as like this nod from sunshine almost like this nod of approval like yeah like you, you can have this dog um right. similarly when my cat Wilson died, he died very unexpectedly. And he, he was, a, I had him since he was three days old. He was like my first bottle baby. I bottle fed him. Yeah. And, um, but he and I were not in the market to get another cat. Like that was not what we wanted to do. Wilson had just died and we were still kind of like dealing with that. But one of our friends had to move and he needed someone to foster his cats. And one thing led to another. And that's how we have Sam and Dean. Right. And, I was like, you know, I was willing to do it, but then there's this part of me that's like, fuck, I didn't want more animals yet, blah, blah, blah. Like all the typical shit that you say when, you know, an animal dies and you adopt another one because we all kind of right. do that, right? Right. But Dean does a lot of the same things that Wilson did. So one thing that, because they're all indoor, outdoor cats and Wilson knew the sound of my car and he knew my, my work schedule and he would wait for me to come home from work and then he'd trot over to my car or wait across the street for me until I came over to him and he would escort me in the house. Wow. wow. And he wouldn't always stay in the house, but he would walk me in the house. And Dean does that. Wow. Dean will see me pull up and he'll wait and then he'll walk me into the house. Then he'll leave again. And so it's just like weird little characteristics where I don't necessarily want to say that he's Wilson reincarnated, but I definitely feel like there's this little piece there. Right. That, that's very reminiscent of it and i feel like there's there's a reason for it right right exactly yeah 
Interesting, right? It's so interesting. So do you I have more? Wanna, yeah, I wanted to touch on one last thing because we did, we talked about like your woolly, woolly mammoth dreams. Yes. You know? um, I used to have these dreams when I was a kid and it was just like, I knew that I was like a, a housekeeper or a maid or something and I was walking home and that like someone wanted like a, a key or something for the people that I worked for. They wanted to like get in to that house and I said no and that they ended up like stabbing me and I died God. and I would have that dream a lot and I like told my mom like oh yeah and they stabbed me right here and I pointed at my back and it's where my birthmark is oh wow so Crazy. and that was really interesting that you know like I just always had that dream so I always kind of figured maybe that was something that happened and then I think after I realized that I had a birthmark there, like I stopped having the dream. I can't say that I ever like, you know, remember anything past that with it. But right. um, the interesting thing about that is I then later heard this theory that birthmarks that we have in this life are scars from a past life. Wow. That I thought was really cool. So for those of you listening, if any of you guys have birthmarks, and do you do you have any memory of a past life or theory about how you potentially got them? I would love to to hear about that because a lot of people say that that's a thing. Um, right. And then I have a cousin who is not spiritual by any means. He's about as spiritual as like a slab a of cement. Yeah, a doorknob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when he was little, he used to have this dream that he like worked in this big room and he had to like put coal in this thing. And then like, he would never really left that room a lot. He said, but he was on a boat until one day they like closed all the doors and it filled up with water and he died. Oh boy. And so it sounds like he was in like the engine room of a ship that sunk. Right. Right. And it's just, he was so young when he would have this dream that I don't know why he would even know like what that was. You know, so that was really interesting because it's more like, how do you even know what you're talking about right now? And why would such a little kid have a dream about dying, like, especially some horrible way like that? That was really, and that was a reoccurring dream of his. But um, he also would tell us that you can choose your family. And he would say that he has these memories of being on this, like, big hill with God and a dog and choosing, like, our family and that that was going to be the family he was going to be born to next oh wow i thought that was really interesting because he was like no like i chose you guys and like he would tell us about how like god showed him all these different families and he was up there with this dog and that he chose us so that was kind of an interesting thing that kind of past life related yeah absolutely crazy yeah well tis the season let's face it (laughs) tis the season well if you guys are catching this now and you want to check out monica's past life class it's definitely worth um worth taking it's very enlightening to hear all of these different theories and kind of go more in depth about some of the stuff we talked about um if you are one of our patreoners you guys are actually going to be getting a little treat for the spell of the month this month will actually be monica leading you down a past life path working so if any of you guys want to check that out you can sign up for us on patreon i don't remember what tier um that will be available to off the top of my head but it will be um the one that gets the spell of the month um so you can check that out there Uh um 
this was this was an interesting one because you know it's one of those things where I feel like we could really just kind of talk forever about different theories and you know experiences that we've had that may or may not lead lead to something you know it's definitely a trip definitely there's no ways about that that's for sure something to think about all mm-hmm. the time you know and to ponder and to explore and so if any of you guys have past life stories experiences dreams theories any of it like we would love to hear it please write in and share it with us wine spirits and witches at gmail.com and then we can feature it in one of the upcoming ask astragas uh, and with that like if you have any questions experiences anything you'd like to share we would love to hear it and we would love to feature it on ask astraga so send it in wine spirits and witches at gmail.com definitely and monica who is your shout out who is my shout out? You go first. I got to think about this for a minute. <laughs> my shout out is to Cece. I actually just recently did a reading for her and we were, we were just talking about just like all sorts of stuff in that and spiritual journeys. And she mentioned that she's um, actually going to be coming out to our neck of the woods in March. So we're actually going to be able to go meet up with her, hopefully, if everyone's schedule allows. And I'm hoping that she will be able to experience um, Monica's distaste of California pizza firsthand is, <laughs> is what I hope that she gets out of that experience. But um, Cece, it's always wonderful talking to you. So I wanted to shout you out and say, hey, girl. Okay. I think my shout out is going to be to one of our listeners, Santi. Do you know Santi? Yes, I do. What's up, Santi? So that's my shout. I just recently did a past life thing for her. So um, that was a very interesting session, so to speak. So this is to you for listening and for for being a faithful listener. Thank you. And this is your shout out. Well, I'm going to give Santi like a shameless plug right now, actually. Santi um, runs Mama Santi's house, and you can check that out online. I believe it's mamasantishouse.com. Um, and she's on Instagram and stuff, Mama Santi's house. Um, could I say that name any fucking more? Uh, but yeah. she actually makes these really amazing CBD products. And so she's made this CBD balm that has worked wonders on my body. Um I am not a fan of devil's lettuce. It doesn't, it doesn't like vibe well with me and makes me kind of paranoid. But the thing that sucks about it is I lose all of the other wonderful, amazing benefits that people get, like the physical healing and the relaxation and all that stuff. So I've been able to kind of experience that more through her CBD balms and salves and stuff. And she's even made some that I've given my cats, which has been pretty awesome as well. Um, So her stuff is pretty good. So if you ever wanted to check out some CBD products and kind of like, you know, support a fellow witch um, and healer, I definitely recommend checking Santi out. There you go. Yes. So thank you, everyone. I can't wait to hear about everyone else's past life experiences. So this will be fun. It is going to be fun. So happy spooky season. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We will see you guys very soon. Merry meet. Merry part. And And merry meet meet again.